Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Once you have the crown, there will be those who want to take it from you. It could be helpful if you got your hands on the dwarven bracelet. Could it be an Eldrazar? We say goodbye to Mernie. We set off toward Glassrock. You spot a group of people stopped on the trail ahead. Ho there, fellow travelers. My companions and I are monster hunters. Nice to meet you. You do make it to Glassrock. Let's go to Rothtar the Blessed. How can I help you? Let's say that we were searching for the dwarven bracelet bracelet of the Altoric Empire. The bracelet was returned to the dwarves. It was entrusted to Zavis Glenhammer. Zavis lived in Glenhammer Hall in Ildrazer. Where does all the treasure go when the people who own it die? Because the dragon. We can't beat a dragon. But you know who can? The fearsome foursome. So we need to go back and entice them to kill a dragon? To save the world. That's what we do. We go to their super secret stronghold. They have a stronghold, but they don't have a name? How is that logical? Dude. (laughs) Got their priorities mixed up. I know. Maybe they were checking us out, and they were like, you guys are too low level for us to even give you our names. Yeah. Right? That's like that thing in, like, certain, like, action movies or anime where, like... The, the one hero was like, you're not even worth me telling you my name. Yeah. <laughs> because you're going to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they have a super secret name that's even super secreter than their super secret stronghold, and they just don't tell anybody what it is. Wow. All right. We'll have to go there and find out. <laughs> All right. So you don't have perfect directions. I will have Shaba make a survival check. Oh, yeah. This is another... Classic Shaba survival roll. <laughs> it's going to be real bad. Yep, like I said, <laughs> it's real bad. If you knew it was going to be bad, why not use your spe- session inspiration or rub the r- lucky rabbit foot or do something? I really this is like the most important roll of the day for you. <laughs> it is the most important roll of this uh, of this episode. Um, uh, it's It's bad, guys. It's not that bad, <laughs> but it can't really be much worse than it is. So it's an eight. Oh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get lost in the woods and we, we die of uh, in, in the cold. <laughs> Starvation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we eat some bad berries and get all bloated. So you travel outside of town following the directions that you were given to the best of your ability. You're a few hours away. You look around. You're in the woods. Shava's like, well, this, this is where it should be. Mm. Mm. Yep, we starve to death. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's a super secret lair. There's a hidden entrance. That's what we have to find. Uh, now that we're in the right area, we have to like start knocking on some trees and stuff. Good. Knock on wood. Good thinking. <laughs> I think I'll rub this lucky rabbit's foot and search some more. Does Shaba know enough about ranging that he realizes that he's ranged wrong and can like autocorrect? I would think that by the lack of a fortress, I would understand that I've made, that I've made a terrible mistake somewhere along the way. I'm no ranger, uh, but I'm pretty, pretty sure this isn't a fortress. Now I'm no expert here, but uh, this looks more like a tree than a fortress to me. Uh, I'm, guys, I'm going to rub this lucky rabbit's foot and try to locate where the fortress might be. Does that sound good? Yeah, don't you have sense fortress? I do. It's a special ability of mine that I've just gained at 6th level. Sweet. It's called roll 2d20s and hope for the best. (laughs) Uh, Oh, all right. There we go. 
That is a 24. Oh. Hmm. Significantly better. Was that, a, was that a nat 20? Nah, 19. That's still pretty good. Yeah. Using some different tactics to try to figure out where they might be, you climb up one of the taller trees in the area, scout around, and spot way off in the distance what looks like a decently sized structure of some sort, ah. surrounded by trees, so you can't make out most of it. But it's like a nice walled-in building. Hmm. When I poke my head out of the top of the tree, I would like to be engulfed in butterflies, please. <laughs> in, in the winter? Yes. Yeah, winter butterflies. <laughs> That's where all the butterflies go in the winter, is up in the tops of the trees so they can stay warm. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's just science, thing. <laughs> That's what Come I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, guys, it's over there. Oh, sweet. Hey, those butterflies look good on you, Shaba. You, like, don't even see me climb down. All of a sudden, I'm just standing there with a bunch of butterflies on me. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go. It's over there. Okay. You make your way mm-hmm. to what you believe to be their fortress, stronghold, base, mansion, manor. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, dude. All of those things wrapped in one. And when you arrive, it is a formidable-looking structure. It's like a small castle keep, kind of. Sick, dude. Wow. I remember in, uh, was it Baldur's Gate 1 or 2, where you get a, a keep? You get your very own keep, and you can, like, mm. manage it and stuff. But So I, like, got the keep and felt super accomplished. I was like, this place is awesome. And then I never went there, because I was always adventuring. <laughs> Probably the same for them. So you can see the front entrance. Particularly large set of doors. Guys, let me handle this, and I'm going to make a strength check with my gauntlets. Whoop, hold on. I grab your grab you by the collar before <laughs> you walk your fuck I'm just going to knock so they hear us. I need to knock loudly. Uh, Tokus, I know, but don't you know every adventurer has to set traps outside their own door? Yeah, let's not vandalize the place. Probably just walked into a trap almost. Oh, I had no idea. Um, we search for traps. <laughs> you don't think there are any traps. <laughs> I will make some rolls. Shaba finds a snare set outside their door. Ooh, wow. Just a little ways away. But you don't find anything else more dangerous. Whew, good thing Aslo didn't let you walk into that one, Tokus. Yeah. We walk around it. Classic snare set up there, Tokus. Aslo, watch your steps. Stripey, (laughs) you're good. You know how to handle these things. Yes, he gets caught in... Yeah. <laughs> There's like just a piece of like raw meat in the center of the noose, and he's just like stops and looks at it. <laughs> Can't resist. Stripey. Come on. Come on. All right, I pick him up by the scruff of the neck and bring him with us. Stripey pulls an Indiana Jones and like swaps something out for it real quick. And <laughs> yeah. Eats the jerky. All right. Um, yeah, let's try knocking also before we... Uh, Give the gnomish battering ram attempt. Yeah. That, I was going to do a knock roll. What oh, did you okay. think I was doing? I thought you were going to use the, the gnomish battering ram. No, I just wanted to see if it was a nice firm knock. Okay. So I apply five. All right. <laughs> this is going to be just fun. <laughs> are, you, are you making a strength check to knock on a door? <laughs> I knock for nine. <laughs> I knock nine times. That's surprisingly disappointing. So, does your new armor from uh, from Spath have a helmet? Do you have, like, a knight's helm? Like, an, an enclosed helmet with it? We've never talked about your helm. That would also help to cover up your, your patchy baldness. 
<laughs> Shaba, I thought you were telling me not too many episodes ago that I should just be who I am. Yeah, except in public, though. Remember? I, oh, okay. And, and before they come to the door, Tokus puts his wig back on. Yeah. It's been off. By the way, I never put the wig back on since we talked to Rothtar, remember? Oh, man. Oh, wow. It's been pretty cold. You've been staring been at the hideous top of your head this whole yeah, time? this hideous raisin <laughs> dome. <laughs> No, just in the show, I always remember to put the wig back on. I don't think I actually said uh, that I put it back on. Mm. So I've been wigless this whole time. Wow. <laughs> For like two weeks. You guys are just used to it by now. I guess so. But so you didn't Man. answer my question. Do you have a helm of any kind? No? With this I, armor? I don't, I don't know. Thane, do I have a helmet? I mean, it would come with a helmet, but you can, you can pick what you want it to be. Yeah, we've never role-played that out. I think it would be pretty interesting for you to have a like one of those little visor things that like mm-hmm. falls always falls down over your eyes at inopportune moments. <laughs> I mean, it could be. You're probably not wearing your helmet all the time because it's awfully difficult to see and hear in those things. Yeah, so it's like you're inside a tin can. You'd be carrying it around with you somehow in a way that you could easily slip it on if someone comes to fight. Yeah. But it could be anything from like a skull cap to full bassinet helmet, whatever you want. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, those things. Armor words. <laughs> right. Does no one else know what those mean? Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, so we knock on the door with Tokus's head. <laughs> <laughs> Tokus gives a good hearty knock on the door as much as he can manage. You don't need to roll to knock on the door. Thane, you can say... That Tokus's new helmet looks a bit like Goblin Slayers. What's that from? Is it, it's an anime thing, it must be. That is the new Glass Rockian, Rathgaunt Hillsian helmet that I'm rocking. It's got, like, this cool, like, metal mutton chops and, like, a nice <laughs> chin and then, like, this kind of, like, dragon horn thing going on. It's pretty sick. The top of the helmet looks like there are two horns that have been broken off at various lengths. Mm-hmm. Any hoozy. About that door knock. Yeah. You knock on the door, you hear some feet moving around inside. <gasps> feet. The door opens up with a light squeak. You see Osorm, the familiar dwarf. Hey! Osorm! Osorm! Oh! Oh, I didn't expect to see you again. What brings you here? We didn't expect to see you. We thought you'd be out adventuring and monster slaying. Like I said, we don't go out all that often. We had to bring back our trophies and take care of everything. Right. Well, if you have no plans, we might have a little proposition for you. Mightn't we, Aslo? We mightn't, indeed. We are about to embark on a quest ourselves, and this is actually familiar territory for us. We've been to this place once before, but we have reason to believe that we will need to face down a most fearsome beast in this place and we're wondering if you would like to come with us and split the spoils not even just split the spoils but divide them even um uh (laughs) essentially we're, we're looking for one item and we are going there to 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 get that one thing and if you guys come with us and help us you can have anything else you find down there that's uh, an interesting proposal. I assume you'd also be assisting in whatever fights happen? Absolutely. Certainly. All right. So what is it, then, that you want us to come and do for you? We believe the monster that we have heard of is a dragon. Dragony? 
Yes, so we would be fighting side by side to take down the beast. Hence our thought that the two of our teams together might be a bit more effective. What sort of dragon are you talking about? We have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) We think it's it's probably uh, has scales and most likely has four claws and a tail. Sharp teeth. Yeah, sharp pointy teeth. And wings. We, yeah, we do know it's winged <laughs> because of its exit. Yes. Like it made, it right. wafted away. Uh, shouldn't we also... Hey, guys, psst, psst, real quick, let me whisper to we you guys. Yeah. Shouldn't we also uh, tell them about the other things that we encountered in there? The circus bear? They like he- heated up my shield. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. The quagoths. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll cross that bridge. Yeah. Uh, the important thing now is the dragon. And so, just to give you a little context. Oh, Sorm. We encountered this dragon once before, and while we bravely attempted to fight it, it unfortunately fled before we were able to finish the job. Uh, And by that I mean we were hiding from it in magical darkness until it went away. And so we did not actually see it, we just heard the beating of its wings. But in fairness, Jay, it might be good for us to mention, sorry, Shaba, it might be good for us to mention, um... We were a lot, lot lower level back then in we those days. Were. We True. were like level three, three, I think. Yeah. When we first did Ildrazar. By the way, Ildrazar is like a double or triple black diamond slope <laughs> equivalent of, of dungeon. <laughs> we, were, we were not ready. We were, we were still on the bunny slope. Okay, so yeah. now we're ready. We're, we're definitely we're on the intermediate slopes now. So it's we're not going to be useless in combat. In fact, why don't you go ahead and spar us, and we'll show you <laughs> how strong that we are. And then we can all rest up together, you know, hang out in your crib, and then we'll go fight a dragon. What do you say? Why don't we make this pr- proposition to your team at large? How about that? This is not the sort of decision that I make on my own. Right. Please do. Welcome us in. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, invite us <laughs> yeah, in. Did we remember to bring food? We're <laughs> terrible at doing the whole housewarming thing. Did we bring... No, they're bring? the guests, Tokus. They're supposed to give us their food. Yeah, I open the tote stone and uh, pull out a bottle of wine. I, I don't actually say that we brought it for them. I just am holding the <laughs> bottle. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do that, Shava? Well, we'd love to come in, and then as soon as we get in, I just ha- I just put the bottle back in the tote stone. <laughs> or we just like replace it with like an empty or like a bottle filled with water. Yeah, the cheap wine that we bought to celebrate selling the... Oh, we did buy the cheap wine. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Barefoot, probably. <laughs> yep, probably. At uh, 7-Eleven. Yeah. In this case, <laughs> we don't save the best wine for last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, wait, have I heard that before? So, may we invite ourselves in? All right. All right, yes. Come come inside. Have yourselves a seat over there in the foyer. Why, thank you. You're quite the gracious host. <laughs> <laughs> You're too kind. <laughs> Looking around inside, you can see trophies from many past battles. The awesome, monsters' heads dude. hanging on the walls. And yeah, do they just have a bunch of taxidermy monster heads <laughs> on plaques? That's awesome. The Beholder and a Behir and a... Dude. Yeah, a lot of them look far fiercer than anything that you would enjoy fighting yourselves. Mm. That's what I want like in my game room. To just have like a bunch of monsters hanging up on the wall. Yeah, totally. Evidence of past exploits. 
And they definitely don't seem to be wanting for wealth either, as they have fine furniture and a nice roaring fire in the fireplace where you can sit down. Wow. We got into the wrong game, fellas. <laughs> I think this whole save the world thing does not pay quite as well as, as uh, other pursuits. Yeah. Have yourselves a seat there by the fire, warm yourselves up, and I'll go discuss with my companions and see what they have to say about this offer. Sweet dog. Excellent. You go warm yourselves up. Fifteen minutes pass while you're waiting there. You can hear some voices muffled through the doors and stones. Sounds like they're all discussing, getting a little bit loud at times. You hear a couple of slams on the tables. But eventually they come back and Osorm says to you, We will take you up on your offer. Excellent. Excellent. I've long been keen on Ildrazer myself. Wow. But you've never been there? I haven't, but my father was born and raised there. Hmm. It's a place that I would like to see with my own eyes. It is quite Hmm. the marvel, quite the spectacle. Well, we are very, very pleased. By the way, did you lay out the exact terms for them, Asla? I sort of did. We haven't signed yet, but uh, I did sort of... Sort of lay it out. Yep. Yeah, so if we can present just the, our final offer to you, mm-hmm. to the, to you and your and your folks, that would be great. Yes. Just so we can make sure that there's no confusion about anything. Is that cool, Mr. Osorn? Yes, yes, of course. What is your final proposal? Um, can we just, can we like talk to all of your friends too and stuff? No, they, they came with him. He's just the one speaking. Oh, oh okay. Okay, yeah. Hi, yeah. hi everyone. Um, so here's the thing. We want one thing from the dragon's horde, and maybe, like, we're fine with, like, a, I don't know, handful of gold each, like a couple hundred, maybe, a piece. <laughs> like a, like a everything, yeah. yeah, like, everything else is yours. That's all yeah. we care about. We there, There's a bracelet that we're looking for, and that's it. It's very uh, special to us. It's um, It's very special. And so... We think the dragon has it, and that's what we're in this for. I mean, that's the honest truth, and we figured there's a ton of treasure here you guys would love to have at it, and slay a big dragon. And you can also have the dragon's head, too, to put on your wall. Scales and harvest its body. Yeah. Um, were those, Shava, real quick, whispering over to you, were those the original terms that Aslo gave that we were also going to pocket a little bit of the money? Aslo no. didn't go into that much detail. No, I did not. But um, I think if they want to give us a little extra, they are certainly welcome to. Well, maybe we do set a threshold or even just like do a split of like if any gold is procured, we could do like a, I don't know, like a a 40-60 split or something even more in their favor. Since we as an organization are so contract centric, perhaps Mm. we should put it in writing. I was I was planning to, yeah. Just so we're clear about everything. I was honestly thinking even much steeper of a split than that. Like, we would only get, like, 10% of any gold. I mean, who knows how big the dragon's hoard will actually be. I just figured if it's, like, massive and each of us wants to walk away with a couple hundred gold for our troubles, that would be yeah. probably plenty. Why don't we just let them have triple the shares, right? So why don't we do a 25, 75% split? Because I don't really want to carry around that much gold with me, honestly. <laughs> it's heavy. And I don't have a good bank that I trust. Got, hang on. One more one more huddle. Can you excuse us for just a second? Huddle one more time. Listen, uh, Aslo, they're not stupid. If we make it so much seem in their favor, they're going to want to know about the bracelet. 
I already I just mm. told them about the bracelet. Oh, you mean what it actually does? Yeah, yeah. like like they're going to be curious. Why are we giving up why so much? Such a good deal. Of the yes. Too good so to be I true. think yeah. I think we should go for a more even split because I feel like we're really exaggerating how good. Like, why would we want to go through all these lengths just for this? bracelet yeah, basically true. giving them everything else so i think we should go for a more even split okay a, if we can turn that around at this point in the negotiation that would be good because not because we want the money it will make us seem less suspicious about our desire for the bracelet like it would be awful if one or more of them betray us in the middle of a dungeon run because they're like oh this thing is like a mythical rare by the way we're still whispering sorry i'm, I'm being a little bit loud <laughs> by whispering but it's like they would be like Ooh, let's just betray these low level. <laughs> By the way, we're a lot lower level. Thane was clear to make us seem a lot more low level. So, like, even if we get it in writing, it's not like they're a fellow Sapphire Saber. Like, right. we are putting ourselves at risk. Yeah. So, how about this? From a from the standpoint of humility, we know that we cannot accomplish this task by ourselves. That therefore, that is why we came to you for help. That is also why we are prepared to offer you a larger share of the the takings because right. your skill set is so much advanced compared to ours. So, we're prepared to offer you a sixty five thirty five split. With you taking the larger sum, and then we also get that bracelet that we're looking for. Yes, exactly. This is like us hiring the specialists. Right. These guys are like the top notch, so that's why I want to give them a bigger split. So it's two-thirds to you, one-third to us, roughly, plus the bracelet, and yeah. and then you get the dragon parts as well. I think that's a good offer. Your initial offer when you walked in was that we would take whatever treasure was there aside from your... The one thing that you were looking for. Yes. That is true. Yeah, I think we did voice that, and I'm pretty sure that's what he deliberated on. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say <laughs> about the whole what Aslo said thing, Shava. Yeah. I think we're also cool with that. We're also cool with that. Yeah, we yeah. just want to make sure that whatever we decide on, finally, it's it's in writing. We're just trying. We're just sort of reconsidering now what we think is fair. And we definitely think that you taking more is is fair. I'd be willing to give you 10% of the treasure as long as all expenses for treatment of the dead or injured comes out of your share. Hmm. So we get ten only 10% and then we have to pay your medical bills? <laughs> well, it's better than getting nothing. What if we're able to heal you and you don't have to go to the hospital? Like, what if we spend spell slots? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is treatment of the dead, like, resurrecting people? Because I'm pretty sure we can't afford that. Like, we pay for their funeral? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll pay for your funeral expenses or our resurrections. Yes. Hmm. Uh, that seems dicey to me. This is not the type of arrangement that I was hoping to get into. How about I got a better plan? We let You have everything with the caveat that if medical expenses incur, such as resurrections... You are welcome to use the funds from the, the pillaging. Uh, we, we, we're just interested in the bracelet and also the experience of getting to roll with a high-level party. This would be really cool. So we're kind of like, uh, think of this like we're interns. Yeah, we're, we're shadowing you for the day. And you're clearly much better off than we are in the first place. So you have much more to gain from this than we do. Also, we won't be able to betray you because we're much weaker. But you could betray us, which is why we want to get it in writing. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we'd really love to get this in writing. We, yes. We're just interested in adventuring and killing a dragon and some fun and also the bracelet. And yeah, let's let's get that in writing. Yeah. What do you say, boys? And Siren? Let's make two carbon copies of the contract that are each signed by all of us so that we each have a copy. And then we'll put one in the, uh, you know, that thing. I didn't realize it was so complicated for two different adventuring groups to work together. (laughs) Well, they're making it a little more complicated, I think, than... uh, I mean, it wasn't that much more complicated. You were asking for the 25 or 35%. He said 10%. Minus expenses. Yeah, 10% minus potential which is a lot because we don't know how much the how big the horde actually is it could also be negative well no you won't have to pay more than your 10 percent oh he didn't say that oh oh my mind i was imagining get them resurrected or something you know what we'll take that deal (laughs) yes on second thought we like it we'll take it we'll get that in writing so 10 percent minus up to 10 percent in medical expenses but we're not giving we're not the bracelet is non-negotiable yeah. I think he's literally giving us that ten, that theoretical 10% to motivate us to make it so nobody gets hurt. I like it. It's like insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps. So you guys know what I'm talking about when I say that thing, right? About the, the contract, right? That thing? Yeah. Mernie? Mernie. That's all I'm going to say, Mernie. That thing. Remember, mm-hmm. guys? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Safekeeping. For sure. Safekeeping. Exactly. Right. All right. Uh, I finish uh, writing up those details on the contract that I had been writing on the way over here. And (laughs) then uh, we all sign it. And we make another copy of that contract, and we all Mm -hmm. sign that one as well. And then we take out the sacrificial dagger and cut each of our hands, and then we (laughs) shake. And we smear the blood across the Oh, yeah, yeah, smear the blood. And we dip a a quill into the blood and sign it. Uh, All that. All that good stuff. Yeah. Standard signature will be fine, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I think we each have to put a drop of our blood into the ink and then mix it up and then each side. Mm. So, anyway, whatever we got to do, we do that. <laughs> they, they get one copy of the contract, we get another copy of the contract. And again, the bracelet was non negotiable, right? Mm hmm. Okay. Well, then, seems we have a deal. We're very much looking forward to this partnership. Hey, it is a deal. And a dwarf never goes back on his word. Oh. Neither does a Goliath. So at least you won't betray us. <laughs> <laughs> Humans, though, are filthy scoundrels. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start off with that elephant in the room, shall we? <laughs> we? We've never really liked humans, our particular party. Yeah. I feel like we've talked bad about them a lot. I'm not. This is Sean. This is a Sean aside. Not Togas <laughs> right. saying this. Uh. <laughs> Now that we've signed a contract, we hate your stinking guts. <laughs> <laughs> um, what time of day is it, DM? I think it's lunchtime. Why don't we all sit down to a nice... I think it's it's evening at this point. Okay. Do you guys have any guest quarters? We'd love to be able to rest up and then... We would love to stay here in your affluent... We don't want to impose, uh. but <laughs> let us stay here. But yeah, we also don't want to impose, and we, we, we could also camp outside. We don't really want to impose, but we will. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Please don't make us weird, all right? We should have written that into the contract. <laughs> don't make it weird. We didn't construct this place to house guests 
We have a few cells for prisoners. Oh, oh that's <laughs> lovely. Uh, why don't we hang out on the roof and we can keep watch for you? <laughs> Just in case any roving bands of wild animals want to attack overnight. <laughs> we'll sleep up in the snow. That sounds... <laughs> Unnecessary? Amenable to that. Okay. <laughs> Right. Uh, I think I'll take a prison cell, actually. <laughs> yeah, can we, like, is it big enough for us to set up our tent inside of the cell? That actually sounds pretty safe. Ooh, that'd be fun. That would be super cozy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> can we just, just for fun, can you guys, like, lock the door? Just, <laughs> just so you can really get a feel for it? It's been a while since we've been locked in a prison. Yeah, it's been and, a uh, while. We're kind of missing it. Yeah. Uh, Jones in for that experience, you know? Yeah. But, Shaba, what if I have to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom? Oh, well, then, I mean, there's a bucket for a reason, Tokus. <laughs> uh, I think also we could perhaps, you know how, like, um, some people hire ethical hackers to come and test the security of their systems? We could also test the durability of your dungeon by making mm. sure that we can't escape. I mean, it would be a free service that we offer to you just aside from the whole partnership thing. This, this is like one of those rare times where I kind of actually want to fast forward through this so we can like maybe get to the beginning of the dungeon. Wow, that's surprising. That's saying something. I know. I'm really excited to return to Ildrazer. Think of how many different podcasts, D&D podcasts, ever return to the same dungeon. Probably not many. Mm. Not many at all. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Probably most D&D podcasts don't fail so hard in the first time <laughs> and then have to come back for revenge on the dungeon we weren't ready we were not ready for that dungeon we were not prepared no certainly not let's uh let's montage us getting locked in the cells and like high-fiving each other and setting up the tent and then we're like telling ghost stories and then we're trying really hard to pick the lock and but none of us is a, a rogue and so we fail and we like bend up a bunch of our priceless items yeah i mean tokus could probably punch through the bars but i don't want to ruin their Cell. <laughs> and then they just keep us locked up there and take our valuables and let us rock. They forget that we're, d- they like they're sitting down to breakfast and they've totally forgotten that we're down there. <laughs> we're not going to do something today. Oh, yeah, we're, out of, we're out of food. Please help us. And then finally, by like three o'clock in the afternoon, they're all like taking naps and one of them like sits up real suddenly and is like, Kevin! Oh, no. <laughs> That's another Home Alone joke for you. And they're like, oh no, we left them down in the cells. And so they finally come and get us out. And we're all like starving. See, now now I feel like Thane. I like clearly said <laughs> that I want to go to the dungeon. <laughs> and instead, we're like, uh, still being ridiculous. No, this is good. We just montaged that up. So now we're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So that's done. Then followed by travel montage. And we're standing at the edge of Vildrazer. Is this what that feels like? Yeah, it's crazy. I, I feel so helpless. I mean, Tokus, <laughs> you've gone through a lot of character development throughout the hundred or so episodes that we've done. But never before have you wanted to actually fast forward through something. So I feel like that's a real milestone in your character development, in your personal development. Dude, we're going to go fight a dragon? We're, uh, we're, we're going to go get the magic bracelet? And I, by the way, I'm probably the one that gets to wield it. I mean, come on! <laughs> we don't even know what it does yet, so we can't say who gets it. Mm-hmm. Dungeons and dragons in a single episode. I know, right? Ah, true. Ah. <laughs> So like Aslo said, we fast travel to Eldrazar with their party. Okay. By the way, do you guys have a name? I ask as we're, as the screen is loading. 
Yeah, Osorm's Hunters. You can call us that. Okay. Ah, okay. Ah. It's not an official name, but that's what folk around here will call us. Nice. You do have mounts, right? Otherwise, it's going to be a long journey. Uh, it's like a daily. <laughs> oh, really? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have mounts anyway. <laughs> oh, we left our mounts? Yeah. Yeah, dog. We haven't had mounts for a Remember while. Remember the coconuts? Remember? We were making coconut noises because we didn't have our... Wait, where did we leave them? Uh, in Glass Rock, we decided since we were going up into the mountains, it was going to be too treacherous and impassable for mounts. So we left them in a stables in Glass Rock. Really? Yes. But I th- thought we were riding mounts at one point. Am I nope. Am I thinking nope. back in the story? You're thinking way back in the story. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. After a not-too-arduous journey from their manse, you make your way to the entrance of Ildrazer. And from what you can see, little has changed here since your last visit, except for added snow covering the ground. Mm-hmm. So there's this mm. giant gaping hole in the ground leading straight down into the caverns. Did we brief them on what we remember about the layout and the other monsters? At this point, we've told them about the Quagoths, right? On the way over, yeah. I'm sure we would. Yeah. So we tell them about all the different monsters that we faced. Ooh, did we tell them to bring some holy water because of the... <laughs> oh my goodness. Why are we not bringing holy water, you guys? <laughs> it's too late. Dang it, Tokus, why couldn't you have said that five minutes ago before the loading screen started? I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, we forgot holy water again? Maybe we'll find some inside. <laughs> We're the worst. Since we didn't find last time. <laughs> like we hoped to last time. Uh, this is such a terrible mistake. <laughs> We're making some of the same mistakes. Could we say that we made a pit stop uh, at Fifth Nalar? I'm checking the map. Do they even have holy water? I feel like that's a player mistake. It's definitely a... Of course it's a player mistake, Tobias. <laughs> well, sometimes mistakes have consequences, okay? Well, it's a question of whether the DM was willing to cut us a break. I mean, you've been planning to go there for like a week at this point, so somewhere along the way, yeah. one of your characters would have thought about holy water. <laughs> All right. Well, how much does holy water cost? Expensive. And did we tell them? Did we tell our new friends about the holy water? Up to you. Yeah, uh, sure. Th- th- let's do that. that that's, a, a, that's a life experience that we're denying them if we don't tell them. That does mean you have to go to a different area of the city than where the dragons are. But we were considering some more scrying, weren't we? It would be a, a travesty to not tell them about this. Like, you can't go to the amusement park and not ride the roller coasters, right? Yeah, like, we, we should have some just in case. So, holy water is 25 gold. All right, let's make sure that they all uh, buy some holy water, everyone in Osorm's party. Anyone who wants to, yeah. Uh, I'm going to pass. I'm not going to buy holy water for Tokus. I think I will. We let them know, as we're standing here at the mouth of this gaping hole, that there's a very confusing obelisk, and we forgot how it works. <laughs> <laughs> but it's supposed to tell you which way to go. So we need to figure that out when we get down there. I see. And did you say they are riding mounts or not? No. If you tell them about the area and what you're going to be going into, they're not going to bring their mounts? Well, we just so happen to have a magical rope of helping you climb. So I reckon unless you all have something better, we'll just use that, maybe? I mean, we've done this once before, so we're kind of awesome. good at it. Yeah, we have lots of random utility magic items. Yeah. Not very many strong ones. <laughs> Yet. We're, we're working on it. Like, you know, Jay's got this sweet thunder bow. Eh, eh. 
Yep. That's that's something that they should be in awe of the first time they've seen me use it. <laughs> ah, okay. I don't mention it. Shh. You mention your rope and like, all right, let's see how it works. Why don't one of you want to take it down there? Sure thing. Here's a demonstration. I begin tying the end around uh, Tokus's waist in a harness of sorts. Oh, I guess I guess I'm going first. <laughs> Tokus is always the first one into danger's mouth, into the mouth of danger. The jaws, I might call them. <laughs> uh, Tokus always goes, whenever there's a, a thing that needs, we need to go down into, Tokus goes in there first. So that's just kind of like the old marching order, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> of course. That's how we do things around here. I uh, tie the other end and give Tokus a little shove with the bottom of my boot. <laughs> and off he goes. Oh, 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 <laughs> I'm like trying to show off in front of them, like, yeah, we got this whole system now, like, yeah, we're professionals. <laughs> Just like push them off. <laughs> and you descend slowly into the darkness. Yeah, slowly descend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually I am a good candidate because I have dark vision. And a lot of protection. Yeah, it makes it makes sense why I'm first. And you weigh a lot. Yeah. Right. That, that's why I'm first. I'm also strong enough I could probably, like, climb back up the rope. Unless they gave you the wrong end and the rope is constantly extending as you try to climb up it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just going nowhere. <laughs> so you arrive at the bottom. It looks pretty similar to the last time. Snow has drifted down into the area around the landing, and you can see clawed footprints as well as small boot prints crisscrossing the snow here and there. Boot prints. Hmm. The animal prints seem to come from lizards of both the normal and giant varieties. But other than that, you don't see or hear anything of interest. Just general cave noises, echoes off in the distance. Well, it's all clear, and I give the rope a tug to let them know it's all clear. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, that was the panic tug. Wait, wait. It appears that our friend Tokus is being eaten by something. So, here's how we handle this situation. I'm like, they're all like standing in front of me. I'm like giving them a little tour guide thing. So, here's what we're going to do I'm going to have everybody just get on the rope, take your own section, and pull up as hard as you can. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna yank him right out of the mouth of whatever it is that's uh, that's got him. So let's uh, on three and uh, let's let's heave. Are you really saying that? Yes, I'm trying not to act panicked. But, uh, You're just like totally calm. Yeah. All right. Could you have just messaged me? I thought about that, but I I didn't want to. It's too far. Oh, it is okay. Oh, There's yeah. no time for that. It's deep. So yeah, the other party is looking rather confused at your casual address. <laughs> but they assist you in pulling up the rope, which feels especially light. Mm. Uh, Perhaps it's just the number of people pulling on it, but then it comes mm. up and you don't see Tokus at the end. I'm not at the end? Oh no. Didn't you <sighs> pull on it and send it back up? No, he tugged on it, but he didn't. Uh, you didn't untie yourself, did you? I don't remember saying that, but maybe... Thane interpreted it as such. Technically, if you wanted to send safely, you would be holding onto the bag and not really tied to the rope. Hmm. Either that or Shabba's holding the bag. But earlier Shabba said that he tied the rope around me, my waist. Yeah, so hmm. so if he ties the rope around you, then Shabba's holding the bag. Yeah. It's one or the other. Right. Yes. Yeah, like Shabba holding the bag and that way we can retract it easily too, right? Yeah. I thought that the way we did it was we have the bag at the very end and then we've got the, the rope like pulled out already. And then we're doing like a, one of those slip knots or whatever, like a sort of a winch thing where you can 
adjust it mm. as you lower the person down. I don't I don't even remember specifically how we decided to do it originally. Well, I'm fine with this end result because you guys are going to come down a lot faster if I'm not at the end <laughs> of the row. <laughs> come on down, guys. I shot up. Oh, there he is. It appears that he actually is fine, but just sent us the wrong signal. So, um, who wants to go next? Or perhaps it was a doppelganger that's imitating his voice. Yes, perhaps Mm. he's been killed by a doppelganger, and uh, the doppelganger is telling us it's safe to proceed, which is exactly what a doppelganger would say. So, any volunteers? Let's alternate parties. Yes, I agree. Tiak steps forward. He's the man with the hide armor. Mm. There's a strapping young lad. Well, why don't you uh, get yourself all situated here? Yep, yep. Suppose I'm up, grabs onto the rope, and just starts sliding down. All right. Hmm. Oh, there he went, folks. Uh, <laughs> seems like he had the situation handled. Yeah, I think we can speed up through this. Yes. Yeah. All right. As long as there's no, like, mistrust, like, they don't think we're, like, doing anything weird, then we can all just go down. Yeah, so how do you leave the rope at the end, though? Same way we left it last time, which, however that was, can't remember. Uh, we tied it around something secure, didn't we? Yeah, it was yeah, like a rock a or a tree or something that we tied it around. Okay, and the bag is at the top end? Yes, I think. And let's also leave like a do not disturb note, something like that. I think we could leave the bag at the bottom, that way, in case, I don't know. I don't know if it matters. Yeah, I cannot remember how we, how we did it last time. Let's tie it to a tree and leave the bag at the bottom. With us. All right. I think your characters at least would remember which direction is what, looking at the obelisk. I actually still have notes on the different locations from last time. So if I have notes, that must mean Shaba has them as well. The Platinum Plaza says Trogs, and um, I have two directions <laughs> written down <laughs> for each of these four locations with no indication of which of the two directions is correct. <laughs> So, I have north and then east for the Platinum Plaza, and then for the Eldrazer and Bastion Bears, question mark, I have north and then east. The Mithril Mines is crossed out south and then west, and as we know, we found a dead end and some circus bears causing mischief over that direction. Hmm. And then finally, Glenhammer Hall Dragons, east and then south. So I think the first direction is where we thought they were, and the second direction is where they actually were, so I think we head south to get to the Dragons and Glenhammer Hall. Well, well hold, 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 slow your roll, shop. I mean, I don't, I don't know how I could potentially have explained that any slower. Took us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, guys, if you want to do some scrying, I think we should do that first, Right? Or do we want to spend our full strength on the dragon? Maybe that makes more sense. Yeah. And then, like, we'll crawl to the scry. Yeah, exactly. I think we should face the dragon while we're at full strength. That way we have the option of doing the scrying and facing the Quagoths later after we've had a chance to rest. Doesn't make any sense to go up against them now. Agreed. Yeah, let's just, let's just go for the dragon. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do it. Let's get psyched. <laughs> we start, like, bashing our heads together. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> this is what we do before a battle. <laughs> what do you guys do? What's your your pre-battle ritual? Yeah, well, yeah. what's your pre-game? We plan and stalk our prey <laughs> in silence. <laughs> oh, wow, planning. 
Guys, dude, this is like that's a good idea. We're learning a lot from you. We just want you to know <laughs> we're, we're really, we're really following in your footsteps here. Planning. Wow. Oh, Asla takes notes. Yeah. Could you? Do you mind explaining a little more of how this, how that works? Flint looks over to the others and says, "I think we agreed on too little. Ninety <laughs> percent was far too little." Well, 90% minus the bracelet. Right. We, um, yeah, we prepare for battle. <laughs> we prepare by bashing our heads together. <laughs> Getting minor concussions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always puts us in the right state of mind. Oh, boy. Well, let's go toward the dragon, toward Glenhammer Hall. All right. Glenhammer Hall is where Zabbos, uh, Glenhammer, was last seen. Mm. So if the dragon's there, that means he probably took what we want and is still there with it Osarm looks at the obelisk and says I see dragons plural it's written here um you were hmm. talking about one dragon I like move the toe of my boot over and try to smudge <laughs> off that last S <laughs> uh, I don't know I don't, I'm not sure I, I mean, don't remember it saying dragons no I do not definitely not yeah I don't, rem- we don't none of us remembered it saying dragons thing are you sure no we only saw one dragons I mean one dragon <laughs> uh <laughs> that was uh, the old Freudian slip there. Sorry about that. We really weren't trying to uh, deceive we, you. We really, yeah, we really didn't remember that it was plural. Yeah, we literally only heard one dragon. So we also only encountered one dragon. So right. I mean, who knows when this sign was written? <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> oh no. I don't know if I want to do this anymore, guys. <laughs> I don't say that out loud. That's a Sean aside. I'm, like, concerned now. Uh, Took his votes to take up the rear and then disappears into the darkness. <laughs> no, seriously, maybe we go with the burglar idea. Aslo, why don't you just turn invisible and go snatch it? Mm. Did you see how that turned out in The Hobbit? It wasn't great. There was a whole town of people that got burned up. The dragon died. Yeah, the, the dragon ended up dying, so you're probably fine. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right, let's go that. Let's go that route. Yeah, we just have to sacrifice. What was the nearby town? Uh, the Lake Town. Lake Town. Yep. No, no, no. In our show, where's oh, the dragon right. gonna go looking for the bracelet? Oh, Fifth Nalar. Mm, yeah, Fifth. Yeah, Nalar. Fifth. So what? We sacrifice one town <laughs> to save the world. <laughs> yeah, the good of the many outweighs the good of the few. Oh, by the way. Aslo, don't let them know you can turn invisible. We may have to do that and run away. (laughs) In order to gain your trust, we've decided not to tell you that I can turn invisible. Um, No, guys, I've got a better plan. Let's listen to them plan and then plan with their planning. Ah, okay. So, guys, what's your plan? Yeah, let's head toward Glenhammer Hall and scope out the area. I'm a ranger. I like to range things before I plan about them. Let's get a lay of the land. Saren is looking at, yes, scouting is part of the plan. Oh, good plan. We'll first scout out the area, see what sorts of dangers we face, try to identify exactly how many and what sorts of dragons there might be. Mm. Says with some annoyance. <laughs> I like the cut of your jib there. And then we will settle on a more definitive course of action after that point. Sounds good to me. These guys really know what they're doing. We may not be fighting dragons after all today, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I've been known to scout a few things here and there uh, from time to time. 
So I would love to be involved in that part of the <laughs> uh, the process. Just putting that out there. Very well. You can scout ahead with Flint. Oh, Flint is your scout. Okay. Well, Flint, let's uh, let's be off then, shall we? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep, so that's about what I expected. <laughs> All right, so we set out. You set off to the south. Oh, yeah, and uh, before we leave, I'm like, hold on one second. And I dig around in my pack and I put on my lantern helmet. <laughs> just, just to look extra professional. <laughs> like, fumbling it on my head. It's like clunking. And I, like, have the candle in there and I... Guys, can you someone help, help me light this? I can't see what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, and I'm just so nervous that I put it, like, I usually light it and then put it on, but I've just put it on and I'm trying to light it while the candle's up on top of my head. Ugh. Why don't you just have Stripey do it? Because Stripey doesn't have opposable thumbs. Oh, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it for you. Okay, thanks. So Asla lights it and then I shut the, the bullseye door and, uh, <laughs> and then we set off. Now I'm ready. Ready for action. Yeah, with a light source that's going to give away your location. That's why the bullseye's shut. I'm keeping it shut until we need it. Oh, oh, oh. oh okay. Just because he's a half-orc, so he's all all good in the vision department, but I'm not so much. Yeah, you can't see anything in here once you get out of the light from the entrance. Exactly. So you're going to need it pretty soon. <laughs> yes. Shouldn't I? Well, I'm terrible at scouting, though, because I'm so clunky. Hmm. <sighs> your party is going to need lights, regardless of what you do. Right. Saren also mutters something and conjures some glowing balls of light that begin to float around her and the rest of the party. Mm. Siazlo, that's how you're supposed to cast light. Hey, I've got light too, okay? I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, but hers are like cool floating balls of awesome. You just make things light up. I'm working on it, okay? <laughs> yeah, she has like these little balls that just kind of follow over the shoulders of the rest of her party members that are in the back. Mm. So she can like direct them and like send them. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. See, way better than your light, Aslo. All right, got it, Tokus. Okay. Thank you. you know what? <laughs> I understand. I'm crappy, okay? Get the point. And every once in a while, when there's something in the shadows that catches her attention, she'll point over to it and her light flies off. And mm. Aslo would know that there's been this, like, growing grudge between us as spellcasters since Murney, like, trained you and took you under his wing and basically told me that you were the stronger spellcaster of the two of us. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you that you're bad anytime I get a chance to tell you that you're a bad spellcaster to, to feel better about myself. <laughs> All right, so we venture off. You but at the edge of your light, a patch of familiar-looking fungus growing along the road. Hmm. Uh -oh. oh, no, the screaming fungus! We've got to firebomb it before we get there. Um, we will wait for the rest of the party to catch up. Okay. I totally forgot about this fungus. <laughs> yeah, so there's some fungus that likes to scream over there. See the, all that glowing stuff over there? Those are enemies. They are not nice. And so I recommend that we deal with them from a distance using a spell of uh, fire, if possible. A spell of destructive fire. Would it not be more prudent to simply walk around? Oh, I didn't know that we could do that. <laughs> Sorry, I was unaware <laughs> of our surroundings. Yes, let us avoid that area. You were in a gigantic cavern. <laughs> there are enemies that way. My ranger skills are telling me that we should <laughs> circumvent the location, as you were. And then we continue. 
<laughs> Are you still trying to sound legit? <laughs> I mean, don't I, Tokus? Don't I? Now you make your way around, and here and there you come across additional patches of this fungus growing, but it's not so common or so prevalent that you can't avoid them. You can tell that you're entering the richer section of the city. The buildings here are becoming more grand and elaborate, at least for those that remain standing. You know, the stonework is very fine craftsmanship. You can see statuary and elegantly carved pillars and so on. Until, at long last, you arrived at the end of this road. And before you stands a great dwarven hall. Masterful craftsmanship of the dwarves is evident in its delicately carved pillars and detailed gargoyles. But of more immediate interest to you are the scattered bones of various creatures, some humanoid, that litter the ground around the front entrance. The bones bear clear tooth marks, and some still have scraps of rotting meat and sinew attached. Picking your way through them without stepping on any would be a challenge. There are that many. That is a lot of bones. Yeah. Well, uh, Osorm? I think we will defer to your expertise at this point. You're still ranging ahead with Splunk, aren't you? Yes, once we once everybody catches up. Flint. Flunk, thank you. Flunk. Flint. Flint. Yes. Flint. <laughs> yeah. Flint with a U. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Splunk was the name of your half orc character in <laughs> oh, one of yeah. the other campaigns, right? Yeah. Oh, I think that was Clunk, actually. Oh, yeah, Clunk. Yeah. yeah. Splunk is the name of a, a tech company, actually, <laughs> where a couple of people who used to work for my company now work. Hmm. It's also what we're doing right now. We're Splunking. We are. We are Splunking. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we hold up and wait for the rest of the party, and then we wait for Osorm to make a decision what we should do next. Flint bends down and starts examining the bones. Oh, we're already in the bones? We're that close to it? Okay, I thought we were, like, seeing this from a distance. Well, you can, he, there are some scattered out farther away. They get more dense as you get closer to the door. Oh, okay, yeah, in that case I will also examine them with an examination check. You see him doing it and then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> we, we, should do, we should do that also. So, <laughs> yes. I make a I make a survival check because I'd rather do that than an investigation check. I'm just kidding. My investigation check is a 16. Well, I mean, you can see clearly that it's been gnawed on and tossed aside. It's probably from a giant lizard or something similar to that. I don't know that there's that much that you can really tell from it. This particular one is one of the older ones. It's dried out and no fresh meat, but you can clearly see that there's more fresh stuff farther away. Well, um, what does the entrance to the hall look like? Is it like two big doors? The entrance is one grand archway that goes up about 20 feet and about 15 feet across, and it looks like it probably had doors at one point, but no longer does. Okay. And was this the, like, the city center or the home of the Glenhammers or... This is Glenhammer Hall, according to the obelisk. Right, Glenhammer Hall. So do we know anything historically about what purpose it served? Or could we discern that from the way it looks? Make a history check also. Ah, Tokus? Sure. You might also want to make a history check. So hang on, just, just 
just to make sure that I'm doing my numbers right, I have a plus seven to my history checks now, correct? Because it's my proficiency bonus with my intelligence? Yes. Mm. Wow. Never mind. I did just fine. That's an 18. <laughs> All right. Nice. I rolled an 18, and I have a plus one history, so that is a 19. I have a 17, and I have a plus one history, so that's an 18. Wow. Guys, we're historic buffs. <laughs> So between the three of you, you're familiar enough with the way the Dwarven society works. So this is a family clan hall, basically. But seeing as this is the hall of the Glenhammer clan, this would also serve as sort of the de facto town center. Okay. City hall. Hmm. This is where all important decisions would have been made and deliberated and passed down to the other lesser houses and so on. Hmm. Okay. Oh, Sorm... I don't know how much you know about dwarven history and culture, but I know that this would have been the place to be in Eldrazar back in the day, if you know what I'm saying. I'm quite familiar with dwarven culture. Okay, well, I guess we could have just asked you then instead of making a bunch of history jokes. <laughs> so, uh, what say we cross this field of crunchy bones and uh, make our way through that arch? What do you think? Sound good, everybody? How far-reaching is this field of bones? Uh, well, some of the far-scattered pieces are like 80 feet out, but it only gets too dense to walk through when you get to maybe 20-ish feet from the door. Wow. Mm. 20-ish feet. Don't we have something that's 20-ish feet? Like what kind of something? Like a magic spell? Like silence? Like silence. You cast that on a point, don't you? Yeah. How big is it? It's 20 foot radius, right? Yeah. So that would get us 40 feet. Well, no, no, no. We could walk delicately through where he said we could walk, and then once we get to the really crunchy part, couldn't you silence the crunchy part? I could, but how how far is it from there until the other side? That's the question. Saren, uh, what kind of person are you? What sort of (laughs) skills do you have? You got skills? Are you divine or arcane is what I'm getting at. What's your zodiac sign? Although silence is both? I think in 50 there's not official uh, division there. Okay. Wait, Shaba, don't you know something to get us through this? I thought you learned an ability. Uh, yes. So pass without trace, I have. Yeah, pass without trace. Which is also very useful. Uh, so again, Saren, do you have the spell silence? <laughs> I do. So the range on Pass Without Trace is self. <laughs> no, but it's a no, no, whole group. A veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, masking you and uh, your companions yes, yes, for the from detection. Each creature within 30 feet of me. Never mind, Saren, I don't need to know your skill set. This will do just fine. <laughs> Each creature I choose within 30 feet of me, including me, has a plus 10 bonus to stealth checks and can't be tracked except by magical means. A creature that receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of its passage. Well, guys, let's say I fire up the old spell slot. I'm a little rusty on these. I think you should become, we should all become, the shadows who wander the glades. Ah, yes. I will teach you the ways. You're finally true to your namesake. I will teach you the ways. I will show you the way. Everybody. You know the way? (laughs) Everyone... (laughs) Follow after me. That's not a concentration spell, right? It is a concentration spell. It's a total concentration spell. It is concentration. Yeah. Okay. 
He has to he has to burn a leaf of mistletoe and a sprig of spruce. I just so happen to have both <laughs> such substances in my component pouch. You can concentrate this for up to an hour. Indeed I can. So, Osorm, how does that fit into your plan? I'd say that fits quite well. From this point on, we really must be as silent as possible. We don't know where these beasts could be hiding. Yes, indeed. In fact, I was just thinking we should establish an elaborate set of hand signals so that we could speak (laughs) without verbalizing our intent. Couldn't Aslo also just relay message? You have that as a cantrip. I do. I can just message people back and forth. Yeah, so Uh, Aslo could become the mastermind. Yes. Or... Those hand signals would be super cool. You guys ever seen the movies where they like pull their ear and like put their two fingers in front of their eyes and do all that stuff? It's really awesome. Like if they're like, it's like we could be Navy SEALs, but in D&D. We'll just say that we spend a couple of hours setting that up and you know, it's fine. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Don't worry about it. So we should probably establish what we're going to do after we successfully cross this field of bones due to my sneaking spell. Hmm. Um, yeah, let's set up a marching order, and then once we get to the other side, we continue marching Yes. until we find a dragon, and then we observe it, mm-hmm. and then we set up a plan, Okay. and then we kill it. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect plan. I just realized something I should have told you with your investigation check. Oh. Mm. Okay. When you were examining the bones, you realized that the tooth marks on the bones are... Well, first of all, there are tooth marks on the bone rather than the bones just being crunched into tiny pieces. Mm. Yeah. And then these tooth marks indicate a beast that is large, but not like this gargantuan dragon that you might be afraid of. Okay. Okay. So you would estimate the beast that you're looking at to be maybe 15 to 20 feet long. Mm. That general range. Okay. Are there enough teeth marks to, say, cross-reference the dragon's dental records with the National Criminal (laughs) Dragon Database and see if it has any priors? No. Okay. Well, then we'll just have to go without IDing it first. Uh, (laughs) What what should we do once we cross that field of bones? Should we do anything specific? Should we fan out? Should we stay together? Should we just see what's there? I mean, we can see through the archway, right? We know it's... Well, those of us who have dark vision can see through the archway. Or maybe it's too far away. I don't know. Yeah, we have to have light cast at this point, right? Light sources? Yes. Yeah, Saren cast all those light sources, remember? Those little balls of light. Well, then do you just want to get through the field of bones and take it from there? I think so. And just figure it out as we go? I mean, I'm asking Osorm this. Mm. Osorm is a seasoned... You're a seasoned... Adventure, are you not, my friend? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he's in charge, right? So he's going to take the lead. That's what he seemed to imply by the fact that he plans everything out. Maybe he and I should stay back. We're plate armor users. We're going to have disadvantage even with your plus 10, Shaba. Correct. So unless Asla tells me I'm pretty, I might want to spend my s- session inspiration on this role. Because mm. the, the highest, sorry, the lowest, the lowest I can get is a 12 if I roll a 1 on one of my... On, on the d20, right? Because I'm getting plus one, plus ten. So mm. I think you're probably fine. If I low roll, if I roll a low roll, I mean... That's a twelve isn't terrible for a stealth check, especially since technically anybody who's listening out for you would take some sort of distance penalty. But the bones also make it louder. Mm. Right. 
I'm, I'm just saying, like, we have some things we could do. Like, Aslo could tell us tanks that were gorgeous, and, like, this new armor just looks great. Certainly. He, yeah, he yeah. Could, Aslo could boost, or we could just lay down a, a bed of silence. I ask Saren again. I could silence our footfalls in that area. Okay, so then if she casts silence and Aslo casts silence, does that get us to the front door? in through the, the archway. If it's 20-foot radius, you could cast that on the archway, and it would extend out as far as you need it to get there. Okay, fair enough. Oh, okay. All right, I, I thought, thought the we're... field of bones was bigger. Well, but how f- do the bones just keep going? Or is it just a pile? You haven't really gotten close enough to look inside. Yeah, so so we'll have Aslo cast it, or we'll have Saren cast it, and then once we get there, we'll see what the lay of the land is and make another decision. If we were to pick and choose between spells... Yes, the silence is more guaranteed, but I think Pass Without Trace is just a better return on investment here because we're not blowing... Like, no offense, but you and I blowing spells probably doesn't matter as much, Shaba, versus us blowing spells for the two dedicated spellcasters. Okay, that's that's another worthwhile consideration. Are you just playing devil's advocate now? Because you're the one who thought that there was a risk of you rolling low. No, no, no. There is, but I'm saying, here's my proposition. I would love to go with Pass Without Trace and maybe some mixture of Bardic Inspiration for me and the other heavy armor wielder. Like, I think that might be a better return on investment. Plus, silence isn't going to get us all the way there, theoretically. It's only going to be 20 feet. We'd have to use multiple silences to, like, leapfrog all the way. No, no, Thane Thane just just said that he just told us that we only need to use one silence. To get to the doorway. No, 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 he didn't tell us if there's bones further. Yeah, but he said we could cast it on the arch, meaning the center of the silence is on the arch, and it spreads the equal distance before and after. So it gets us at least through the arch and a certain distance inside. 20 feet after, yeah. So 10 feet before and 10 feet No, 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 20, 20 feet. feet. It's yeah. 20 foot radius. So 40 feet of total distance. Right. Right, from, 40 from foot end diameter. to end. Silence also shuts off any verbal communication in that area. Right. And spell casting. And spell casting. Yeah. So we were, the original plan was, let's do Pass Without Trace. Are you okay with doing that? If mm-hmm. so, then the silence discussion is a moot point. We don't need to have it. If we mix in maybe some bardics. Okay. Okay. I don't have to use it here, and neither does the other heavy you know, armor user. Why do I keep, why do I keep forgetting Osorn. his name? Oleg. Oh, no. Osorn. Osorn. I keep thinking of Olaf. Orsorn. Like, what's what's wrong with giving us some inspiration that we're probably going to use in the combat to come anyway? No, you're, you're, you're right. You're fine. You're good. Yeah. I agree. That's my vote, but I'm, I'm not, it's not a dictatorship. I, I'm just saying I'm so sure that this is going to be the role that I botch, that I'm tempted, <laughs> like, if we don't do something like that, I'm going to session inspiration, I think. And then watch him botch it, because he doesn't have session inspirations. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would like Osorn to, to kind of take the lead here. He's, they're the experienced ones, so they should be making these decisions, or at least offering some input. This is your expedition, but I will take the lead from here if you so desire. I mean, you, you mentioned the, the planning aspect of it, so I only assumed that you didn't want to just leave it to our tomfoolery, <laughs> shall we say. Saren is usually our strategist, so he turns over to her. I liked the ideas that you were putting forward. I believe if you can dampen our sounds, that should be enough to get us inside and look around. Perhaps you can scout ahead by yourself or with Flintier. The issue is that the spell only 
affects creatures within 30 feet of me, so you would all have to stay relatively close behind mm. if we went that direction. Couldn't you come back and get us? I'm looking at the spell. I think it's just within 30 feet of you when you cast it, isn't it? For the duration, each creature you choose within 30 feet of you. Yeah, I think it's a buff. Okay. If Thane is interpreting it the way I am, it looks like it's literally just a Okay, so it's not an area of effect, it's a you choose this number of creatures within 30 feet and they have that bonus. Okay. Hmm. Cool. That's perfect. This is really, really good, then. We don't have to use any bardic inspirations until it seems like... Well, obviously, Aslo would want, want to, bark, to have yeah. to do it. Yeah. Maybe I'm being a coward. Like, maybe the plus 10 is more than enough. <laughs> I bardic the two of you. Okay. Inspiration. Inspiration. All right. So that settles it, then. I cast Pass Without Trace, and I choose <laughs> every creature within 30 feet of me. All of you guys. Everyone. And then Flunt and I forge ahead through the field of bones to the entrance to the archway. Make your stealth check. That is a 24. So you pass silently across the piles of bones. Oh boy. Nothing crunches beneath your feet. The bones are not disturbed (laughs) in any way. Wow. Oh my. You're just like floating. Some sort of shadow. Shadow who wanders the glade, my friend. (laughs) So, Flunt, what do your half-orcish eyes see? When we get underneath the archway. Uh, well, you can see whatever he can see if you've got your light. I am not shining my lantern light. I have not opened the bullseye lantern from its closed position. I was using the light that uh, Saren provided. Well, then you can't see much of anything. Which is precisely why I asked what his <laughs> orcish eyes saw. <laughs> I see old fancy carpet leading down hallway ahead. I see doors on sides. Tapestries, claws on the carpet. Dragons have been through here frequently. But no massive death lizards hanging out. Do the doors on the sides look like they're big enough for a large creature to pass through? I ask him. Doors are small. Are they open or closed? Some open, some closed. How many are there? (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm a blind man here, so I'm trying to get as much information from him as I can. He looks around and points. I see two there, one there. Flint, do you have any artistic skills? I take out a piece of parchment. Can you draw (laughs) approximately what you see here on this page for me? I can remember layout. Okay. Uh, Let's head back then. And we stealth back through. That's a 21. And we go back to Osorm. As you're walking back out, Flint stops for a second and... He turns. You see his ears kind of perk up. What is it? I heard movement. Uh Uh-oh. Come quickly. We hurry back, but still carefully. Flunt, tell your boss man what you told me. Entrance is open. The bones don't go far past the door. I heard something moving inside. There are at least three doors on the inside, possibly more down the hall if we continue. And the dragons come there frequently. This is their trash heap. Many large claw marks on the carpets and stone. Well, we'd better all get in there then. Why don't we all sneak through this field of bones and then reconvene when we get inside. Ready, everybody? To sneak? Ready. To sneak sneakingly? Ready. Be ready for combat. If something is moving inside, it can't be far from the entrance. Everybody weapons ready. And we sneak. Weapons drawn. That's an 18 for Aslo. That's a 19 for Shava. Actually, I'm sorry, that's a 20. Oh, wait, we had, we're still adding 10? Yes. 
So that's a 29 for Aslo. 28. I feel confident about my role with disadvantage. I'm not actually going to use the Bardic, so help me. Kavaki. 17. <laughs> that's pretty good. Stripey got a 25. Did Osorn have to use his Bardic? I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, my roll was a three due to the disadvantage, Ooh. so he used it. Oh, no. Oh, man. What did the Bardic boost him to? With the plus 10 and the Bardic roll, that was 20 plus whatever his modifiers are. Nice. So. This is a D8 now, right? For your Bardic. It's a D8, yep. Yeah. All right, so he did use up his Bardic. I still have mine. Your party gathers at the archway. You don't hear any perceptible sounds yourselves, at least from coming from your own party, because you all rolled exceptionally high. But it seems as though whatever beast waits within has noticed your presence, whether it be due to the sounds or the lights. You feel a gentle breeze picking up from inside, followed by a soft scratching sound somewhere above you. Uh, I know that breeze. I know that scratching. (laughs) The beast gives out a loud screech, and you see perched up above on like a balcony overhanging this main hall. A large-winged beast, brownish-yellow in color, with two legs and two wings, large vicious tail, and its head rearing back, mouth open, and teeth poised to bite. Oh, 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 no! Dragon! Oh, wow. It's like it was waiting for us. Yikes. And it looks like it's about to dive. So we will resume next time with initiative. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> We're going to fight a dragon! <laughs> wow. After 110 episodes, <laughs> a dragon fight. <laughs> Man. Uh.